0: On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at SCSEALING.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, All State Insurance Agent Mike Light, EC Agency. Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman
1: University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The Newman Jets volleyball team is entering year three of the Jose Lugo era and was to be preparing this week for the MIAA opener, a battle here in Wichita that was set for Friday night against Missouri Southern. But post-pandemic, no plans are permanent. Fall sports the first to go as the MIAA tries to salvage a 2020 athletic season. Volleyball now set to be contested sometime after we turn the calendar to 2021. When the Jets return to the court, they'll look to rebound from a 2019 season that went 1-28. Joining me to discuss the delay and the future for Jets volleyball, head coach Jose Luco here on episode 17 of the JetCast. Coach, good to have you back. Thanks for having me, Blake. Uh, obviously, we'd rather be talking about live actual competition right now, some matches. You should be eight matches into the season right now. Yeah. How strange has it felt to pass through Labor Day and not be in a regular practice mode and not be in, in, in game mode right now?
2: You know, for us, um, aside from, from not playing uh, in, in, in matches, uh, we're just taking it. As we're getting it, you know. Um we're in a practice scenario, so we're in the forty five day window like we would be in a spring. We're getting fifteen hours a week instead of twenty. So at least we're still kind of getting some normalcy. Um again, aside from not playing live matches, we're 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 able to get some work done, so you know, something is better than nothing. You <laughs> Ab- know absolutely.
1: Yeah. How have you personally been dealing with this uncertainty that comes from obviously the next really big thing to get decided will be the future of winter sports which that comes on October 1st and then at some point I'm assuming that the fall sports which will now be spring sports and also the spring sports which will still be spring sports will have to get addressed sometime after January 1. How have you and your staff been dealing with this uncertainty of when you're going to play and if you're going to play?
2: Um, you know, our outlook is always positive. uh, But but at the same time, you can only prepare for what's in front of you. So, um, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And um, until we have a a plan to move forward, that's when we would, you know, really kind of, all right, this is how we're going to move ahead and 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 things of that nature. But until then, you know, there's really no sense in, in worrying about what we don't know. You know, um we preach this with our team just just deal with what's in front of you. That's all you can, right? Um you can't you can't deal with unknowns. And so since it's what we preach with our program, we we need to take that ourselves and and do the same, you know.
1: Well, well when you came to Newman, obviously, uh you did not get the benefit of a full off-season. Right? You got here only a month before the season started. Well, now you're kind of getting some makeup time to try to build your program, put in your system. And you mentioned the practice time that you do have, which is kind of like it would be in the spring after Mm -hmm. the season. Mm -hmm. What team activities are you focusing on and what are you using this extra time to to implement now that you're getting ready for a delayed 2020 season?
2: Um, You know, we've just been teaching systems. Um, One of the benefits of being in our 15 hours in the 45 day window now, um, is that we get these freshmen and transfers on the same page with our returners. Uh, So, you know, day one and day two, you could walk around the gym and feel some excitement and some energy and, but you could also see like, okay, we have a ways to go. And, you know, yesterday in practice, things looked pretty good. So, Three weeks in, you know, you feel a lot more comfortable about where you were from day one, which is, again, an advantage because, you know, in a normal season, you're going to get two weeks and then you start playing. Now we can actually go through the beginning of what would be the basketball season if they're allowed to go. Um, We would have that full six weeks, you know what I mean? Um, Eight weeks, really, where we can just practice and just get dialed in and have everybody on the same page so it's i think it's a benefit at this point really
1: well, obviously the coronavirus hasn't been the only big news of the off season for you uh, coach Ealing. not the only one to add to his team this year is mm-hmm. zavian logan lugo was brought in june 9th uh at least that's his twitter birthday i suppose that may not be his actual birthday <laughs> uh how is he and mrs lugo doing Xavier's great. He was born on June eighth.
2: Okay, um, and he's fantastic. He he weighs almost fifteen pounds and uh, eats every two hours, and <laughs> it's kind of nonstop. And now he's getting into a little bit more of a sleep routine, so that mom and dad can um, actually rest a little bit at <laughs> night, um, which is which is pretty nice. Uh, and, and and once again, you know, in in terms of dealing with everything that's been going on being able to to be at home for for a few weeks while while he was born um, was really helpful to to us as a family and and obviously uh, our program benefits from that because a well-rested coach is, is a better coach you know what
1: I mean? <laughs> that's right did you get any tips from coach healing you know he's he just had number five right so he's been through the ringer a few times
2: yeah yeah uh, we chat a little bit about that and uh you know we're pretty excited and, and happy for for their family as well and It's a growing Newman-Jet family. That it
1: is, all the time. Uh, Talking with Jose Luco, head volleyball coach for Newman, you mentioned to me, especially last year and and when you started, that recruiting was going to be really high importance Mm -hmm. for you. It is for every volleyball program, mm-hmm. obviously. But you said you got to get, you had to get your numbers up so that you could practice the way that you wanted to practice. Yeah. You've got six freshmen on this roster this year, and the total roster is up to sixteen players total. Yeah. How excited are you about the new jets that you've brought in?
2: Uh, they're they're all great additions. You know, um, every every person on the roster is is going to help us um, get better in the gym. Um, you know, it's one thing when, when we've got some kids in the gym working hard and they're clearly working pretty hard, but there isn't anyone next to them that's pushing just as hard as they are. So, so that that can be modeled a little bit. Um, So it takes a little bit of pressure off because you can walk in the gym and go Hey, I feel pretty good today. um, And not push yourself just a little bit more. And so now we've got more kids that that can do some things similarly, you know what I mean? And so now there's a little bit more of that engagement and are like, okay, hey, somebody just went over and did this, all right, I'm, I'm going to go work a little bit. I'm going to push myself just a little harder. Um, and I think like overall... competition, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt.
1: So Trinity Conley obviously headlines your returners, MIAA mm-hmm. Honorable Mention last year. Mm-hmm. In what ways do you feel like she improved the most from her freshman to sophomore season
2: man um there was a lot of growth there Uh, you know one of the things that that i that i've told every every freshman is freshman year is hard this is the first time you're in college this is the first time you're in a college program let alone if you're getting a chance to start and if you're getting a chance to play there's more pressure that comes on top of that sure so that alone going from freshman year to sophomore year allowed her to breathe a little bit more and be like okay I've already been through this once, um, so now here we go. We're going into a different conference, so this is a a different new, um, but at least that playing experience was there. Um, The fact that last season offensively she hit almost 100 points higher than freshman year shows extraordinary growth considering (laughs) – the beast of a conference that we had just moved into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right?
1: And I and I will have some questions about that coming up. Uh if you've been paying attention to the first two jet casts, hmm. you know that you've got a question chain question coming up. <laughs> so Coach Lugo is going to get to ask a question to Trinity, and then when Trinity is up here, when we have the next player on, I'll get in touch with you or Colin, we'll set it Mm -hmm, up, and mm -hmm. she'll get to ask a question of the next player up here. And so, uh, like I said, the rule is, as long as you can say the question and the answer in front of Grandma, I don't care what the question is, even if she has to blush, that's okay. So what question do you want me to ask Trinity Conley, who's sitting behind the camera right now?
2: I would like to know um, how she's going to adjust her game um, to have even more growth this season so that okay. if, if we're able to get a get a chance to play, that she can go from honorable mention MIAA to first team MIAA. First team MIAA? Okay. Yeah.
1: Going cerebral here on the court. That'll yeah. be a great answer coming up here on our next segment. 1-28 uh, last year. Obviously, that's not where you wanted to be. Sure. You said the first year when we talked, when you had that really short season and the short lead-up, You said that at minimum, you would be four years away from being competitive. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily in the win-loss record, but just being able to stay in matches. Where Mm -hmm. do you feel like today you are on that track?
2: I feel like we're closer. Um, I feel like we're a lot closer. Being able to bring in the kids that we were able to bring in, um, and then being on target with our 2021 class, we feel pretty good about about where we're going to be at this point next season. Um, you know, like I said, day one of practice and day two of practice with the coaching staff, we all looked around each other and we're like, this feels different. Um, and again, it's, you know, you have more people on the, on the roster. Sure. So, so things can change. But we just felt like, okay we can really work together here and and we can push each other a little bit and we're going to get better in a hurry. Um, So I feel a lot better about where we are now than, than where, where we were when you asked me this last time, (laughs) I Um, because I really did feel four years. um, And, and, you know, coming from those division one ranks, that's typically what it's going to take is four to five years um, because it's going to take you a while to get a real recruiting class in that's, every one of your own that you've kind of picked because they already
1: fit the systems that you run. Do, do you have to adjust that at all because of the change in conference? Because, I mean, no disrespect to mm-hmm. the players in the Heartland Conference, mm-hmm. the MIAA Conference in, in women's volleyball is mm-hmm. among, if not the best, with teams like Washburn and nebraska Kearney, Central Missouri. Yeah. I mean, these are some of the elite of the elite mm-hmm. in Division II. Did that Did that adjust your expectations at all? In terms of recruiting, no. Well, we're always looking for, first and
2: foremost, um, players with good volleyball IQ. Um, or we're looking for a big arm. Or we're looking for a, a dynamic athlete. So the, the parameters of what we're looking for don't change. Um, it's about, can we find the right kids to fit in our systems? And also the Newman identity. Are, are those the kids that are going to come when they come on campus are they saying, "Hey, you know what? This this is the place for me," um, and so when you've got that combination for us, it's it again. It doesn't really change. If if I can if I can look at a kid that's going to make a decision between us and a mid major D one school, um, they're also probably looking at a Carney. They're probably also looking oh, at sure. a Washburn. They're probably also looking at a Central Missouri. So if I'm able to get one of those kids in the same same way that they're getting that kid. Um, then to me, it's now we're in those battles together. Um, and that tells me that we know we're going to get better in a hurry. Um, but yeah, the, the type of athlete never
1: changes. Well, and you have been very, very, uh, adamant in your Mm -hmm. recruiting about staying close to home. You've gotten a lot of Kansas kids, obviously Trinity from right here in Wichita Mm -hmm. and two new recruits for next year's class that Mm -hmm. just got, uh, announced on your twitter which is now newman jets vb on twitter if you want to follow the team on social media two from kansas plus one from colorado now don't get in trouble because the ncaa has all these rules about what you can and can't say about kids mm-hmm. based on they have and haven't signed right, so, right, right. so don't get yourself fined but right. um do, do you have any comments about those three that are coming in
2: no those you know again those are all those are all kids who are here already they're they're on the roster. Um, we have to be able to get kids in our own backyard um why because people in the community are going to know who those kids are and they're going to show them some support um it's one of the things that that you know chris has done really well at wichita state <laughs> he has. Um, he's gotten some some wichita kids he's gotten some kansas kids and so they've been able to generate this following um so we have to do we have to do the same thing we have to be able to get some kids from the area so that you know that people will will support them they're going to come watch some games um and the more visibility the program has then now you're looking at okay well well maybe the kid in north texas in dallas has has actually seen our program a little bit and now that kid is interested in venturing out of their their little home area and now you're adding another piece to the puzzle that helps you you know what i mean um so ultimately really it's it's about um, developing that relationship with the community, um, but also serving a larger community um, in the surrounding areas.
1: How much does your staff plan to that? This is your second full season with mm-hmm. Coach Monroe as your lead assistant. Mm-hmm. You've got two more assistants yeah. on top of that now. How, how important has that been to the growth of the roster, the recruiting, and the overall growth of the program?
2: Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, we, we sit here on, on Monday afternoon, uh, before practice, chatting, recruiting, chatting, training. Um, we have a really good plan going into the week. Um, the plan changes, of course, as the week goes along, depending on on kind of how things are coming along. Um, but being able to have four voices in the office that are bouncing ideas, and you know, again, I'm a guy that says, "Hey, I, I don't know everything, so uh, let's try this. What do you guys think?" and they're going to give their opinions and we can have some back and forth in the office and figure some things out. Um, But ultimately it's been really, really great to have everybody uh, on staff uh, because now we also get to recruit and we have three people that we can send. Uh, The three of us were at a tournament on Saturday um, at Valley center, watching some volleyball and, and having, all three of us out there is is pretty awesome
1: well what's the timeline like right now for volleyball as we kind of ramp up to what we hope is going to be a start sometime between January and March you know who knows what the MIAA presidents are going to do sure. but but what what's your timeline here as we get set to when basketball season is scheduled to start mm-hmm. which as, as as we're talking is November 18th right
2: um again just take it as it comes you know um, if they tell us, hey, you have six matches you can play, um, we'll play those six matches and we'll do everything we can to win six matches. Sure. Um, because experience is experience. Um, you know, we're at a point where if you're playing less than 50% of your season, the NCAA doesn't consider it an actual season, right? So at that point, um, kids can retain their eligibility. So they don't they don't lose an entire year. Um, So getting a chance to play something is quite beneficial because it's almost like having a redshirt year for these kids. Um, And I think it helps it helps them with their studies, you know, with their programs, because they can take some classes when they're when they're not in season. Sure. You know, because ultimately, if a kid comes and says, hey, I have to miss Tuesday practice because I have to do these things um, for my class. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like we get it. Yeah. You're trying to be a nurse. Like go, go take care of that. Like, don't worry about it when you get in the gym, just give it everything you've got. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it'll be beneficial for us to go through this period and, and be able to do some things and take care of some academics. Um, while at the same time, you know, maybe we get a chance to play. Um, and again, I, I will remain hopeful. Um, but we'll take every day for for what it is. We we don't know what we don't know, like I said earlier and um all we can prepare for is what they what they tell us to do, you know.
1: Jose Lugo head volleyball coach Newman Jets again not really sure when we're going to see the Jets on the court <laughs> but we're hoping for some time after January 1st. And Coach, when you're on there, wish you best of luck. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. One thing I do know is that Trinity Conley is going to join us next on the JetCast.
3: Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah!
0: What am I going to do?
3: I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit EckAgency.com.
1: When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops...
3: The key is Keystone!
1: Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com. Back here on episode 17 of the JetCast, we are talking Newman Jets volleyball today. And joining me, all MIAA audible mention last year. She led the Jets in almost every major statistical category 333 kills, 374 and a half points. She was third on the team, 180 digs, third with 39 total blocks. Junior outside hitter from right here. In Wichita, Kansas by way of Wichita Heights High School, Trinity Conley. Great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, is it good to be back in class with all this crazy stuff going on? Has, has the classroom been some sort of a sanctuary for you?
4: Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've been out of the classroom since March, so it's definitely been a long time. Um, It was weird to finally get back into the classroom, and a lot of my classes are actually still online, so I'm doing a lot of them still from home, but I have a few labs and stuff that are in person, so that's nice.
1: What has been the team mood like when you guys found out that the volleyball season was not going to go on as scheduled without interruptions in September?
4: I mean, we kind of had an idea that it probably was going to get canceled, um, but we were just trying to remain hopeful. And then, of course, when it did get canceled, we were all devastated. But we just tried to, you know, keep happy spirits.
1: How how do you pick yourself up from something like that?
4: Um, Well, we have each other to lean on, so that helps a lot, too.
1: Well, and you mentioned uh, if you've probably seen this face before, obviously, without a mask, but she was on (laughs) KSN for an interview. And you mentioned that you were at that time still trying to remain optimistic. You guys still optimistic you're going to get to play at
4: some point? Yeah, for sure. And we've seen that, like, you know, the pod work that we're doing here is working. So um, we are hopeful that we will be able to get to play in the spring. But um, we're still not, you know, sure, not trying to get anyone's hopes up or anything.
1: How different has it been? How difficult is it to try to bond as a team without that competition obviously you guys still do a lot of stuff on the court you're still practicing each and every week but is it different trying to come together as a team without those games
4: yeah for sure so we're in two groups of eight right now which is i mean last year that was basically our whole team (laughs) Um, (laughs) right but we have to have separate locker room times we can't really hang out outside of practice or anything so it is different especially since since we have a lot of new people um we wish that we could do more together as a team and compete and learn each other 's game styles, but we finally got a taste of that last night and it was it was really fun
1: so you guys you basically have half of half of a team. That you're with and you don't get to see Mm-mm. the other uh, that no. has to, do you have any friends on the other half of the team that you that you you know just can't hang out with
4: yeah for sure who's who are the
1: who are a couple that that you wish you would have gotten potted up with
4: um Imani and Stephanie I hang out with them a lot like before we started practice and throughout the summer and stuff so when we found out we weren't in the same group we were just like oh dang well, that it, sucks. yeah <laughs>
1: was that was that a random draw uh, obviously positions would have to have something to do with it
4: yeah and I I think um coach kind of based it off of roommates and who's in classes together
1: uh summer had to be kind of a bummer for you wasn't it
4: yeah <laughs> what was
1: the thing you the, the plans that you had for the summer that you were planning on that you were bummed out about the most that you didn't get to do
4: um that's a good question i don't really do a lot in the summer no <laughs> i just work but we were able it was a cool thing since our spring was canceled we were able to get in the gym with coaches um returners were so that was nice to get in the gym a few times a week and get some work in
1: we're talking with trinity conley she's from right here in wichita only three wins here at newman your first two seasons and i know that you're not used to losing they call it <laughs> they don't call it heights you for no reason so uh, a lot of wins basketball and volleyball at wichita heights high school How frustrating has that been, and and, and how have you tried to use this as as you doing a service to the program and to the community to try to rebuild Newman Volleyball to where it was about, you know, two or three years ago?
4: Yeah, I mean, it it can get frustrating. Um, It's hard to just try and, you know, stay engaged, not go into every game like, oh, we're probably going to lose, you know. Um, We just have to, you know, stay competitive. That almost, like, builds a drive in everyone, like, you know, motivates us even more. Um, And so I think that's, like, has what helped us throughout the years. Well,
1: because being – I'm not sure if all the Jets knew, but being from Kansas, I'm sure you were probably aware about how good the MIAA is in volleyball. Yeah, for sure. When when the change was made. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there's still a Conley at – Wichita Heights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ashton, I believe, what's it been like to be able to watch her younger sister, correct? Yeah. What's it been like to be close to home while she's playing? Uh, do you ever get to get over and, and catch those Falcon games?
4: Yeah, for sure. It's great. Um, she actually just graduated this last year, but I was able to walk with her on all of her senior nights. So that was a really like awesome experience to have.
1: So living in Wichita, I always thought living in Lawrence, uh, and I was, I grew up in Topeka mm-hmm. was a was a good distance to be away from the family. <laughs> it was it was a little inconvenient for them to come visit me, but it was really <laughs> easier for me to go home. Uh, what's it been like to live in Wichita uh, and go to Newman? Do you live on campus?
4: Um, my freshman year, I lived at home. My last year, I lived off campus in a house with a few other teammates, and then. This last year I actually moved back home, but it was only supposed to be temporary. <laughs> like I'm moving out very soon. <laughs>
1: well, uh, but, but how how has that been, you know, being in the in the place where you grew up? I'm sure it's got its advantages and disadvantages.
4: Yeah, it's weird for sure. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm in college just cuz, you know, I, right. like I know Wichita, um it's not like a different scene for me, but it's nice to, you know, go and see my family whenever I can, or to go home to them at night or whatever.
1: What is the thing that you're looking forward to doing the most once all the restrictions? They say, hey, you know what? Take off the mask and do whatever you want. It's fine. What's the the first thing that you want to do when that happens?
4: Um, coach, plug your ears. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is this is funny. We all love club rodeo, and I know it probably <laughs> okay. sounds crazy, but. Um, at practice, like certain songs will come on. Cause that's what, one of the things we would all do as a team was, you know, Friday nights just go to club rodeo as a sure. team, but we obviously can't do no. that now. <laughs> well, they, got,
1: they got a brand new building. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear it's supposed to be even better than, than the old one. So, yeah. so uh, club rodeo that might be coming Yeah, for just you to go
4: out and do something fun. <laughs>
1: uh, what was the hardest thing for you about the quarantine back in March and April when, I mean, everything was really locked down.
4: Um, well everyone went home, so I was, lonely i was yeah. so lonely yeah um i was just home every day by myself and of course like i'm a i work out a lot and all the gyms are closed but um my mom she built a home gym so i mean i was able to go and work out at her house every day but yeah i would just probably say just being alone
1: <laughs> yeah well and i know you got back to the Y as, as soon as oh it yeah came <laughs> open so coach blackburn she was still working <laughs> but you know training for volleyball i would think would be a little bit difficult you know, with basketball, obviously, you can shoot the ball. Yeah. You can get a shooting machine. But for volleyball, you really do need human contact yeah, to, for sure. to pass. Was, was there anything in volleyball specific that you were able to work on? Or did you really just try to, to focus on your overall fitness?
4: Um, yeah, I really just try to focus on my overall fitness. Um, there's not, like you said, there's not much you can do in volleyball without another person or At a least. net or anything. Yeah, so I was, I could not really do a lot.
1: Well, it's time for your question chain question from <laughs> Coach Lugo. Uh, and as if you were watching the first segment or listening on the on the audio network, you know that she was honorable mention last year. And Coach Lugo wants to know what steps are you going to take to take yourself from honorable mention to first team all MIAA, which that's a big jump, and there are a lot of good players, but obviously he has the confidence in you that you can do it. What do you feel like you need to do to get onto that first team level?
4: Um, I feel like I need to be a little more consistent and a little more aggressive. Um, There are kind of times I would psych myself out of hitting certain balls that could have potentially ended up in more kills and less errors. So, yeah, I just need to be a little more balance in that area
1: so the next time we have a player i'll get in touch with coach lugo you get to ask them a question next time we cover volleyball so your final question is this how do you stay mentally ready for a season that you don't know is coming for sure you don't know when it's coming you're practicing obviously very hard trying to get ready for that season how do you keep yourself motivated for that when there's just so many questions
4: Yeah. um, So right now we're all thinking of it like, you know, this is our spring season. This is our off season, our training season. So um, that's kind of helped us stay motivated and helped me stay motivated. It's like, you know, our season's coming, whether it's in the spring or next fall. um, So we just have to keep working while we can.
1: Junior from right here in Wichita, Trinity Conley from Wichita Heights High School. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. When we come back, you're going to meet the new Newman Jets women's soccer coach when we complete the Jetcast after this.
0: Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mel Hamilton Ford. Have you been thinking about a new SUV? Right now is a great time to buy a new Ford at the big one of 119th and West Gallo. EcoSport, Escape, Edge, Explorer, Expedition. Mel Hamilton Ford is sure to have the right vehicle to fit your size. And you know you can count on us with this great selection to find the right SUV at the best price to fit your budget. Check us out online or in person. Let us make your purchase easy with pickup and delivery right from your home or work. Mel Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Where can you land the best Jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics, NUJetsgear.com. The store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. The latest clothing styles and hats to Newman-branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. NewJetsgear.com is your place to purchase sports-specific alumni, parents, and hard-to-find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone. NUJetsgear.com or click the Shop Now button at newmanjets.com.
1: Wrapping up the Jetcast this week with a new era set to begin for NU Women's Soccer following the departure of Aaron Avila. Joanna Pryor didn't have an easy job. He left the program to join Missouri Western, but in his wake, he left the program here at Newman with a sparkling 37 22 and 16 record, four straight winning seasons. Those had come on the back of five straight losing seasons for Jets Women's Soccer. Prior did not go far to fill the vacancy, just a short drive up Mays Road to the city that bears its name. She stayed in the family, hiring the boys and girls soccer coach from Mays High School, a former Jet himself, Jay Holmes, who took over the Jet the uh, Girls Program. The Eagles won twelve A V C T L titles, eleven straight state tournament appearances. A nine-time league coach of the year. Boys also won a league title and made it to state. He returns to Newman after a four-year playing career that wrapped up in 1988. Helped the Jets to a District 10 championship. Two-time NAIA National Player of the Week. Four-time All-City League player by way of Wichita West High School. So it's my privilege to introduce to you here uh, the fourth women's soccer coach in the D2 era for Newman University Athletics and former Newman Jet, Jay Holmes. Welcome home, Coach. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, obviously, an exceptional high school coaching career, especially on the girls' side, with so much success in Mays. Where was college coaching on your radar uh, this year when, when Joanna made that call to you?
3: You know, t- to be honest, I, I was completely happy at Mays High School and uh, would just became aware of the position here at Newman after uh, I had a conversation with the former coach, of mine at Mays High, uh, Ray Ramirez, who uh, just indicated to me that the position was open and it, the timing was just perfect, because I just retired from Cedric County after working there for the last 31 years.
1: So uh, obviously, you got that. Had a phone conversation from Joanna. Uh, what feelings did you get early on about returning here and, and moving down Mays Road and? Uh, jogging over a little bit on Kellogg to coming back home to the place where you played.
3: Yeah, just so excited about the opportunity to, to come back home, so to speak. You know, I, I enjoyed my time here, my career here as a player, and uh, just looking forward to, to seeing what I can do from a coaching perspective.
1: So uh, 31 years with Sedgwick County. Also, It's always great to meet a, a fellow county employee. Mm-hmm. Um, your wife, Shanna, has been with you for 31 years. 31 years of marriage. What were her thoughts on this big change and jump to collegiate soccer
3: you know she i gave a retirement speech last week obviously and and had a conversation about the three different families that i have you know i have my work family my real family my work family and my soccer family and she's a soccer person she she grew up playing soccer played collegiately some so she's really supportive of of me moving moving forward with this role
1: Uh, we're talking with jay holmes he is the new women's soccer coach here at newman university I have to imagine for some of those players, not that you didn't love all your players at Mays, but I would think especially on the girls' side, you had such a special run there. That had to have been a difficult conversation with some of those players, informing them that you would not be there for this challenging season that they're having. How difficult was that conversation, and, and what do you have to say to those people in Mays that supported you for a decade and, and had so much success there with you?
3: Yeah, I, I, we just had such a supportive and family environment, starting from the administration all the way down to, to the athletic department, to the p- parents and players. I mean, it's just, it was just an amazing culture to be a part of uh yeah it was a difficult conversation to have with those kids uh I trained the boys all summer long from June 15th up until my last day until I made my announcement and went to practice on a Monday told those kids that I accepted the position and it was a difficult conversation to, to have with those kids uh, it's going into the season but Uh, There's continuity there. My brother's continuing on as an assistant coach, and and my other former assistant coach took the head coach role, uh, Mike Pfeiffer.
1: 20 years in between your playing career and when you started coaching at Mays High School, what made you decide to wait? I know that you did have a lot of work that you were doing with local soccer clubs volunteering in between there, so you kind of dipped your toes in the water. What made the decision for you to wait to start being a head coach?
3: Well, exactly that i had three kids that uh you know i raised and was involved in with coaching at the club level uh and then opportunity arose at mays high school for me to coach and continued to coach my kids in high school so i transitioned from coaching them on the club level to the high school level which was a real special experience and uh, you know something i didn't want to really uh you know Want to lose, sure, or or search, seek out other uh, coaching opportunities until this position became available. Plus, I wanted to finish my my career and and begin my begin my capers retirement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, with all that coming together, kind of made this the right time to move up to collegiate to the collegiate ranks. And I know that being a former Jet yourself and being here in Wichita, you were aware of what was going on here with Coach Garcia Bebek and then Coach Avila. There had been some lean years here at Newman, but the program certainly these last four years has been on an upswing. As you take over the head job here in 2020, what do you feel like the state of the program is right now?
3: You know, I think it's in in great shape. Uh, As you alluded to, Coach Avila has done a great job of working with these kids. Uh, I've been working with them for like for three weeks now. I see some real leadership uh, on this team and a real willingness to work hard to take the team to the next level. And I'm just really encouraged by that.
1: What have those meetings with players been like? Obviously, these are players that have been involved, the seniors that you will have this year have had three years in a winning culture that when they were competing for Heartland Conference Championships, had a winning record in their first year in the MIAA. How have those meetings gone and, and how's the bond been that you've been building with those new Jets?
3: You know, I think that it's gone pretty well to this point. I've, I've held individuals as well as team meetings to try and get an idea of, of where, the, where the players feel we're at in regards to their individual strengths and weaknesses and, and identifying some, you know, what they want from me. As their coach moving forward and what are some of the goals that they want to achieve
1: what do you feel like uh, is the next process for you in terms of building your staff have you completed your staff are you still hiring, but in terms of your assistant coaches, where are you in that process?
3: You know, I have uh, two graduate assistant coaches on staff now, Grace Linton, former player here, okay. as well as Elena Garcia, who is a former player, so I have, uh, you know, I have those two that are on staff that are familiar with the personnel that we have and and are certainly been incredibly helpful to me as I've accepted this role.
1: And Grace Linton, obviously we've had her on the JetCast uh, jet before, both as a player and uh, I think probably maybe we'll, we will have her on as a coach here in, in a bit. Uh, what team activities are, have you been doing? What are you allowed to do right now? We heard from Coach Lugo earlier that he's kind of in what would normally be the spring season. Under these guidelines that you're currently in, because your season should be underway right now as well as volleyballs, what are you guys being allowed to do right now?
3: Well, I, I know the girls are not excited about not having a season, but I'm certainly glad that we're not having a season (laughs) right now there's so much here for me to get a grasp on and learn and and get to know uh but uh, you know we're certainly in that 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 uh non-championship segment mindset in regards to how often how long we're able to train each week we have to be in small groups uh to adhere to to some of the covid requirements that have been passed down uh so but we're training and uh we're getting to know each other and uh and yeah, you know, I think it's, it's going pretty well at this point.
1: Give us an idea uh, of what the state of women's soccer is in the MIAA. MIAA obviously is, is very strong in many women's sports. Mm-hmm. And in sports overall, men's and women's from top to bottom, there are not very many sports that the MIAA isn't exceptional at. Where does women's soccer fall in that spectrum? You
3: know, Central Missouri obviously has been at the top of the conference ladder for a number of years, and and actually won a I think they won a national championship a few years ago. I think so, that's
2: right, yeah. And so
3: they you know they have a very talented group of kids year in and year out there, and the MIAA, in my opinion, is one of the most competitive uh, leagues in the country when it in
1: regards to women's soccer. A, a later start for you guys, obviously. Uh, January first is when the spring sports or the I guess the now spring sports, originally fall sports, if you can keep track of all that, are allowed to start. But certainly I would anticipate that if you guys are allowed to play this season, it's not going to be a January 1st. That might be a, a tad bit chilly out. Uh, do you guys have any, do you have any idea about when you guys might be allowed to start uh, if, if you guys are allowed to play a season after January 1?
3: At this point, we don't have any idea. Just waiting to hear from Joe on you know what the next steps are from from both NCAA Division II as well as MiAA.
1: So with that in mind, I normally will ask the coach when they're in their first year. Well, what are your first year expectations? Doesn't have have to necessarily been a, be a win loss record. Might be getting systems in, getting players set up, or staff. How difficult is it to set expectations in a situation like you find yourself in as a year one coach?
3: Well, it's extremely difficult, especially given the fact that we can't we can't compete internally the the way we normally would. And being in such a small group format, it's really difficult to have an idea of what what we have at this point, what systems we could put in place that would help us be more successful down the line. Uh, You know, hopefully as this plays out and maybe we get a vaccine in the near future, uh, you know, afford us an opportunity to do more things on the practice field, Help, which will help give me a better idea moving forward.
1: So the final question for you, I'm going to ask you that question anyway. What expectations do you have for year one given everything that is going on and the fact that you may or may not play, who knows, uh, what will make you feel good About year one, when we are sitting down here, let's say in August of next year, getting set for the 2021 season, what's going to make you feel like, whether or not you played, okay, I have this program where I want it to get set for year two of my tenure.
3: You know, I I think recruiting plays a huge part in that. And uh, I'm just now becoming more familiar with that process and identifying recruits in the near future that could help benefit us long-term. Certainly, I think by... uh, developing a positive team culture with who I have in place now and kind of setting some precedent and, and some tradition on some things moving forward with this group of kids, kind of much like I did at May's high school but but it may look differently here. Sure to, just to try and put my own stamp on things.
1: Jay Holmes is your new women's soccer coach here at Newman University. Obviously still waiting to see when they're going to get started, but we're hoping for some time after January 1st. And coach, obviously, when you do get started, best of luck to you. And thanks so much. Welcome back to Newman University. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week for another uh, episode of the Jetcast. Next week, going to have the new golf coach but she's still the old golf coach. We'll explain next week. Also, I believe we've got men's soccer on the docket. So until then, like Cripps saying go Jets.